Good afternoon to you. It is Sunday, February 12th at 441, Super Bowl Sunday. Hope you're well. Uh, you're probably not great, I'm guessing. Uh, Purdue has just dropped their second game in three, this time in Evanston. I'll talk a little bit about what I thought about the game here in a second, but thanks to our sponsors, Martin Vintage. Head over to martinvintage.com. Get a t-shirt, get a sweatshirt, enter boiled at checkout for 15% off. And when you're on campus, uh, head to AJ's on Vine. Uh, you can go there before, eataj's.com. Um, and uh, say say hi to Adam and company. They'll appreciate you're there. Uh, this game's a tough one to swallow. It's easier to say, you know, like uh, losing to a rival is obviously easy to swallow. And I thought the Maryland game was pretty fearsome. That was one that, like I told you, the idea of fear uh, is a tough one. As a fan, we don't have anything to fear. But um, losing to Northwestern before going to Maryland's a pretty, pretty tough thing to do because Maryland is very, very good at home. Um, today, Purdue deserved to lose. There are people on Twitter, Purdue fans on Twitter, uh, that are blaming officials. And you can, you can do that if you want. But if Purdue does that, if the team does that, then Purdue's in big trouble from here out. Here's why. This is the same thing the Big Ten has allowed to happen every game. It's just Purdue handled it worse than they have in other games. It's the same thing. Game in, game out. Teams will ramp up the physicality until it stopped. And they kept ramping it up. There were no whistles. There was a seven, eight-minute period in the second half where it really felt like they just weren't they weren't going to call anything on either side of the court. Um and then Northwestern responded by making a few threes. Chase Audis made plays. Um, Purdue didn't. Uh, Purdue missed the front end of a one-and-one. One, uh, missed some other free throws. Smith cracked a little bit under the pressure, especially down the, down the stretch. They double and triple teamed Edie, and Purdue didn't make plays. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can say. So um, Purdue didn't deserve to win, and they didn't win. Shocking, after Purdue loses the game to Northwestern, not many of you guys are here live. I do appreciate those who are here, the diehards. Uh, those who are listening on delay, that's okay too. Really appreciate you. Um, I expect we'll have a little bit of a, a downtick in, in our viewership. It's tougher to want to um, analyze or relive a game like that one. Uh, for your reference, Purdue scored 21 points in the second half. That's a big. That's a big deal, right? Purdue um, Northwestern scored 17 points, and Purdue scored three to end the game. There's your game, guys. I think Purdue was up seven or eight points before they hit that hit the skids, and um, I mean, Northwestern's a fine team. They, they were they were right behind Purdue before Purdue went on their tear. Um, and Purdue's lead now is down to, what, two games um, in front of, a, what, three teams. So it changes things a little bit. But if Purdue handles their business still, even if they lose to Maryland, which I thought was the game that I, I was most worried about was Maryland. Um, but I, I thought, okay, worst case scenario, if you lose these two, uh, what, do, what do these losses mean? That's the thing I will keep saying forever is what do these losses mean in the grand scheme of things to the team how do they handle losing what do they do to um combat complacency or combat um 
the idea that it's somebody else's fault losing. Um, here's what I see at, at Purdue right now out of the team. And we've seen it a couple games in a row. I think, I think Purdue had 16 turnovers. So I think that's three straight games where they've had 16 or more turnovers. There's your story, guys. You can't turn over the ball like that. Last game they got out of it uh, because a lot of the turnovers were under duress and Purdue was scoring at a high rate. This one, Purdue wasn't getting looks. Purdue wasn't knocking down shots. Uh, Edie, like I said, was getting double and triple teamed regardless of how physical it was. So it was somebody else's job to make plays. Gillis, who made, he was three for four from three in the first half. He didn't have any more points after the first half. He finished with nine. Um, Newman, who's a guy that I love, was given opportunity uh, to make shots, to make plays. He didn't knock down shots. Lawyer looks like, if you want to say there's a freshman wall, he's probably hit it. Um, Smith missed a couple shots. Morton missed, I think, one or two. I'll look at the stats here in a second, but this is just me going off my memory. Um, somebody else has to make plays. That's all there is to it. You can't rely on uh, Zach Eadie. Zach Eadie's numbers, I think, were very good. Once again, uh, can't put it at his feet. You can't, even though he had a couple turnovers that he would say those were bad turnovers. And sure, they were. Um, but Purdue lost the game because they didn't make plays and Northwestern made plays, regardless of the reason. And... Um, if Purdue's, I'll just reiterate this, if Purdue's team acts like Purdue's fan base is on Twitter, then Purdue is in major trouble down the stretch here. Major trouble. Like, they're going to they're gonna lose two more games before the Big Ten tournament, maybe three, if they don't take responsibility for what happened. It's pretty easy to see how slim the margin of error is in college basketball, right? You, you, it's not just for Purdue, right? Purdue's lost two out of three now, but... Ask, ask teams like, um, I think Arizona ha had lost two out of three at one point. Of course, UConn just went on a, just a losing skid. Um, Tennessee lost yesterday to Missouri. And um, there's one other. One other game. That, oh, yeah, I think it was Arizona losing to Stanford. Stanford's not a good team. and um, But Northwestern's a pretty solid team. Stanford loses that game. And... Uh, they just remind you how difficult it is to win in college basketball. It's very difficult to win on the road. I don't care. I don't care what the road atmosphere is. It's tough to win on the road. And like I said, Northwestern's not a bad team. Northwestern deserves to storm the court. Um, when you're a program that uh, doesn't have a lot of victories against high-ranked teams, you beat number one team, you get to storm the court. That's what the sixth time. Fifth time, Purdue has had the court stormed on them in the last two years. Well, good news. They're not going to be number one tomorrow. So uh, that's a positive. But they're probably going to be fourth or fifth tomorrow afternoon. If you think Maryland won't storm the court if they beat number four or number five Purdue, you're crazy. They will. They will. So Purdue better put on their big boy pants, get ready for the next game. I think it's on Thursday. I'll look at the schedule here before I get over to stats. So just to look at this final stretch, you've got five games left now at Maryland versus Ohio State, who is careening, uh, versus IU at, uh, at Mackey, at Wisconsin versus Illinois. So who are the games that I think Purdue can lose? All of them. How about that? I'll be bold and say there's a possibility of losing every game just because, sure, why not? It's college basketball. I'm going to reiterate something. Ohio State is... They are playing off, awful basketball. 
and they are, they have they had a run today versus Michigan State where they they took a, a it was a small deficit I think it was three or five points in the second half. I switched over to another game, came back they were down by twenty. They don't have much continuity, but I'll tell you what you let a team believe, let them start believing that they have a chance, even at Mackey Arena. <clears throat> And you can lose that game. Of course you can lose to IU. And at Wisconsin, that is a tough place. And that'll be senior night for Wisconsin. I think they have one or two seniors that are on that team. I don't know who's a senior anymore because of the hyperextension of everybody's eligibility. But who knows? There's probably a couple guys. And they could. There's no guy like um, Davidson on this team for Wisconsin that has been there for 70 years. But we're getting there. And then Illinois, one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten. Purdue closes down on their own senior day. Can they, win the, can they lose those games? Sure. Sure, they can lose all those games. Uh, like I said, I said this the last post game and also the quick cast. Maryland is extremely tough to play at Maryland. Extremely tough, and that's a hostile, hostile student section, um, a classless student section. Honestly, some of the things they've done, they're bad. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say that group of people are bad, but the things they said about Isaac Haas's sister, and the things they said about Isaac Haas a couple years ago were pretty unforgivable for me. I got to tell you, there's. I'm going to remember that until I hear anybody apologize. I've never heard anybody apologize, so I'm not going to do it. Um, so Maryland's a tough place to play. Purdue better be ready. Let's look at the stats. Uh, like I said, Purdue loses Northwestern by six, uh, 64-58. Chase Adiz made two big threes down the stretch. Northwestern had gone cold. Purdue did a very, very good job on defense, keeping Northwestern from getting in rhythm. They're a good three-point shooting team, but... Uh, Adij finished with 15. Bowie finished with 26 points on the other side. Um, those two players are good. They could play for anybody in the Big Ten. They could probably start for anybody in the Big Ten. Boo Bowie has scored tons of point, points for his Purdue in his career. He didn't shoot the three bar very well. One for six, just like I was saying. But Adij hit two down the stretch. He was three for 12. But he hit two of those three three-pointers that he hit in the final two minutes. That was a big deal. I think they were both corner. One was left corner. The other one was right corner. Um, Northwestern was still moving the ball well. Purdue looked shell-shocked, shell honestly, when they went down one to me. Um, it just looked like a different team. Um, and that's where, if I'm going to have a worry or a concern, it's that. We saw a little bit of the big eyes um, versus IU in the in the opening minutes, right? And Purdue had to play uh, a very difficult game to even get back in that and then lose a close game lose a one possession game in this one purdue was up 55 to 55 to what 47 i think they were up 55 to 47 and then northwestern stopped purdue from scoring how'd they do it well purdue went 22 was shot the ball 22 percent from three that's Pretty lousy. They hit their free throws. That's a good thing. 79% from the free throw line. But it didn't matter. They couldn't hit a jumper. And it wasn't just three-pointers they were missing. It was it was from all over the court. Lawyer went 0 for 2. Morton went 1 for 3. Uh, Smith went 1 for 3. Newman, 0 for 3. That that one jumps out at me. It's tough for me to swallow. I love that guy. Jenkins, 0 for 2, had been on a great two-game run. Um, and uh, Gillis, he was 3 for 7, but his threes were all in the first half. They were relying heavily on the three-pointer um, because uh, Northwestern was kind of packing things in. I think they play they play a matchup zone, I believe, but it didn't look like a zone. To tell you the truth, um, they were disguising things a bit, but they were playing hard. Um, they were guarding passing lanes at the end. Purdue, like I said, sixteen turnovers. Northwestern had nine. 
16 turnovers, guys, uh, guys and girls. That's that's a big deal. Uh, one other stat I like to look at, <clears throat> I like to look at uh, rebounds, of course. Purdue beats Northwestern barely five by five. Um, and assists, Purdue beats them by three assists, 15 assists. Um, Northwestern had 11 steals, Purdue had five. And so if you're going to look at stats that look like effort plays, steals are effort plays. Um, they, they often come down to... Teams just like getting scrappy, and Northwestern was very scrappy down at the end. Um, let's see, Zach Eady, twenty-four points, again, twenty-four points, eight rebounds, two assists, six turnovers. Last game, I think he had four or five versus IU. He had four or five, so that's that's a bit of a problem. Uh, Braden Smith had ten points, four assists, three rebounds, two steals. Uh, but he also had three turnovers. I would have thought that would have been a little bit higher, but he had three turnovers. And then Lawyer, like I said, that wall is real right now for Lawyer, and he's going to have to do something to get out of it. I don't know. I don't know. That's the hard thing about that freshman wall. It happens to guys. I don't know how you, you kind of get yourself out of it because uh, you feel mentally and physically tired. I'm sure he is. Um, and he looked today like a guy that was playing against men. If you don't know this, um, Adige specifically um, – Adige is like 23 years old, I believe, and he transferred into Northwestern. So he's been out of high school a long time. Looks like a man playing. Bowie looks like a man. Um, and uh, at times, Lawyer looks like a guy who's a freshman. Today's one of those days. Lot, Purdue was on the floor a lot today. Like whether it was moving screens or legitimate screens, Purdue, Purdue's guards ran hard into their screens and Smith uh, got up slowly a couple times. Lawyer got up slowly a couple times just from getting knocked down. Uh, Northwestern's uh, center Nicholson, he only had six points, but he played tough enough, right? He played a physical brand of ball. Uh, yeah, but they lose, and they deserve to lose. That's I think that's the thing that Purdue fans should take away from it. It really doesn't matter what we take away from it, guys and girls. Uh, the biggest takeaway should come from what what Matt Painter thinks right now, what the players think, um, but it's a, it's a tough one to swallow. Uh, Purdue, like I said, they lose their third game of the year. They're twenty three and three, an incredibly good record. Still, I believe it's still, I think it's still their best start through twenty six games. I'm not positive about that. I could find that out maybe if I think about doing some research before that. Uh, Ava Helvey's here to to watch and listen to this downer of a post game. Ava, thanks for coming. Um, but uh, yeah, and oh, Ava brings up a good point. Uh, One point. 1,000 subscribers. Thanks to you guys who are subscribed. If you're not subscribed, generally these are a little more positive than this, but this is pretty level-headed. I'm, I, I'm trying to bring it down so I don't get too upset. But the... Um, uh, it's tough. It's tough to not be angry. Um, Mohel93 says, sitting in the parking lot, seething, calming down so I don't drive through Chicago. Angry. He doesn't say angry. Um... Patrick Pence, I'm sick of Edie getting hammered with no call. Even Bardo was saying Purdue was getting hammered. Well, it's not going to change. I don't know what else to tell you. It is not going to change. There's no reason to think the Big Ten is going to do anything about it. The funny thing about Big Ten Network and Big Ten in general, you've got the number one team in America. And by the way, I'm going to reiterate, Purdue lost and they deserve to lose. Okay, But I can't stand the fact that it felt like everybody wanted Purdue to lose. Well, hey, Big Ten Network, it's not a great thing when the number one team loses. It's really not, especially out of your conference. And to have make it into a party atmosphere, I don't get it. Uh, by the way, Big Ten Network sent 
Northwestern alum, Dave Revson, whose daughter is in the student section to this game to keep it unbiased. So thanks to you, BTN. Always count on you. Um, uh, Jay Granite says, I expect the Super Bowl will be less physical. I think that's a fair take. There were, there, like I said, there was a, there was a seven, eight minute period where they just weren't blowing the whistle. Uh, Richard Connor says, haven't been this angry after a loss in a while. Lack of offense, the officiating, freshman acting like freshman. Hope Painter gets figured out. This is where, uh, like I said, I've got a lot of faith in Painter, and this is where he earns his hefty salary. Um, I prefer, if I can make a request to, to people that listen and, and uh, watch quick casts and post games here at Boyle Sports, let's not, let's not complain about things let's just not do that and let's not um don't say things about players i don't think that does us any good as fans um put it at the feet of painter if you want to do it and i think that's okay and i i I, like i said you if you've been here a lot and consistently you can say that i've been consistently heaping praise for painter um and so now it's his job to stop the tailspin somebody said something on twitter that i wanted to address here they said well the blueprint's out there and they've figured out how to beat Purdue. And I don't have any idea what that means. And I'll tell you why. The blueprint, if you look at the, the last three games, IU got out in front, had a big lead, um, really controlled the game in the first half, did not press at all. Everybody said that the Iowa game showed people stuff about how to handle Purdue, so they pressed. Northwestern pressed, but only for probably a total of about eight possessions, I think, in the second half. And one or two of those ended up in a turnover. Um, The collapse on Edie coming down, sending three guys in to guard him, and then three guys to really rough him up, that's going to lead to turnovers a lot of times. There's a couple things the league needs to understand. That's not basketball. I mean, physical game is one thing, but sending three guys in and just smacking him... Uh, Caleb first got a similar similar treatment on one of the possessions, so at least they're consistent. It's not just reserved for guys who are seven four; it's also reserved for guys who are six ten. But uh, I don't know if you want to say the formula is uh, beat the hell out of Purdue's big men and then wait for their guards to not hit shots. Okay, uh, okay, uh, but at some point it's got to be it's got to look like basketball. That doesn't look like basketball to me. So. Um, Anyway, oh, that was uh, uh, Ben Cotton brings up something in jest. He says the flagrant one against uh, against Gillis. That's that's an egregious flagrant run. That's a that's a horrible horrible call by the Big Ten officiating crew. And if if you want to be mad at one thing at the officials, just pick one. There it is, right there. He made the play on the ball. I believe he hit the ball and he fouled the guy on the ground. He hadn't left the ground. It may have been Odige. Yeah, but they called a flagrant on that. I think after even reviewing that, they very quickly reviewed it, if they reviewed it at all, and the flagrant stuck. That's crap. Uh, anyway, um, Chris B. says, won't get any easier from here. Boilers got under. Make your free throws, which they did today. Did good job. Take care of the ball. Take care of the ball is the bigger one, and I think you're going to hear Painter say that. I heard in his post game, our buddy Adam from AJ said, uh, Painter was pretty upset. He said he thought the, the foul count on Edie, meaning when they were collapsing on Edie, was about 10 to 1. He thought 10 to 1. Um, and he might be right. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. Got to do something to figure it out. If you have three guys collapsing on a big man, you've got to be able to find a way for the, there's going to be one or two guys open. So, um, yeah, uh, a, a swishy. I don't know how to say it. It says second half of uh, officiating bothered them. Uh, I get that there were other issues, but when it's that bad, it really undercuts everything else. Yeah, it can, but I, I think you have to. If I were coaching this team, I would try to not talk about officiating one bit. Like one bit. I'd say uh, got, our, got our work cut out for us, gentlemen, and um, you better expect just absolute hand-to-hand combat every game from your out because that's what you're going to get. Uh, the guards have to step up. There's, there's no other way around. Think, think about the guy who shot the three best was not a guard. It's, it's the hybrid, uh, you know, power forward who shoots the three the best for the team. Got to knock down shots. Uh, Purdue was hot uh, from three in the first half just because of Gillis, but I think he wasn't the only one that hit one. There was a nice span of about five minutes where Purdue uh, swelled the lead out to 10 points before it shrunk back down to four, I believe, and then Purdue pushed it out again. Um Anyway, uh, Indiana in fishing says uh, Braden Smith thinks he's still in high school and needs to stop jumping and passing. Okay, uh, two things there. One, Braden Smith has played pretty damn well for a guy that uh, is a true freshman. So he's he's that move of leaving your feet, not knowing where the ball's going, is not a great thing. It's a bad habit, and maybe people are figuring him out. There's no doubt about that, but I, I don't think we need to – Throw out the baby with the bathwater. I, I don't... You heard what I said earlier about going after players. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm glad Braden Smith's at Purdue. Really glad he's at Purdue. I think he's been a freaking godsend uh, because even if Purdue would have... Let's, let's, let's go back in the time machine, find, a, find an alternate universe where um, the kid from uh, Kansas State, and I know his name, I just don't want to talk about it, um, uh, lands at Purdue. Would you be happier with what Smith has done this season or the nebulous version of Nigel Pack? Go check the stats. I think you're going to find you like Brandon Smith, Braden Smith better. Um, Zachary Young says, I'm not mad at the loss. I'm mad uh, at how it happened playing eight on five. Okay, so I'm, 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 I'm going to try not to do it. Nothing against you guys. I just I'm trying not to, to focus on this. Um, Sean Stevenson says, uh, I thought Newman had a bad game. Fletch was pushed in Chavel game. Uh, Ava Helvey says she likes my glasses. Thank you. That's very important. That's probably the best take I've read here. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, Boilerman, this is a good take, actually. Prevent offense when on too early. Yeah, they, they, they tried to sl- take time off the clock and really take air out of the ball. They probably did too early, but they just weren't hitting shots when getting the chance. And there were some pretty good looks, especially in that last, what, five, six minutes and Purdue wasn't scoring at all. Um, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to try to stay away from these. Sorry. Um, Let's see. I'm going to, I'm trying to screen these as I go through. Um, Yeah, Ben Cotton. Thank you. Um, I really want Newman to go on a tear. Uh, We could really use that today. Yeah, he had some really good looks, like really good looks. That, that, like I said, that bothers me more than anything. So, um, yeah. That, that that one bothers me, and I'd, I'd love to see him get his confidence back. We know he's got it in him. He's had big games before. There's no reason to believe he won't have another big game, and he can't have another big game, but he's got to find his confidence. It's hard to do that when you're shooting this way. Um, let's see. Uh, Tariq Campbell says, uh, Purdue might not be favored at Maryland on Thursday. We barely beat them at Mackey. I think you're right. 
I I don't know if they'll be favored. Um, I tend to I tend to side with you on this and think that they won't be favored. Um, yeah, another good take against Tariq Campbell says um, officiating was bad, but not bad enough to excuse our turnovers. Sixteen turnovers, sixteen turnovers. If you watch a lot of college basketball, that's a lot of turnovers, and they've done it three games straight. Purdue has some things to get right. They need to get that right. Um, so there's somebody up here, Wendell Polly, talking about something games like this is what concerned you for the ncaa tournament okay i'm going to talk about this now um i feel a little bit like i did after the rutgers game last year so when purdue was one number one they lost to rutgers at rutgers last season okay this game feels like that to me losing to iu didn't bother me losing this game bothers me a lot and it bothers me because of the nature of the loss, going that cold, beating a team that I don't think. By the way, here's another thing. I told you I, I, the, the thing that concerned me most was long and athletic guards. I mean, Northwestern's guards aren't huge, but I think they're 6'2 and 6'4. They are athletic. They are experienced. Purdue struggled with them. They struggled with everything. There were a ton of moving picks, but it doesn't matter. The whistles didn't go. It doesn't matter. Purdue struggle with those athletic guards. So if you want to be concerned about some of the NCAA tournament, Purdue running into a team like, uh, let's say, Alabama or I believe Arkansas, Arkansas, Auburn, pardon me. Auburn has, has very good uh, guards and they have uh, very good defense. So if you want to be concerned about something, that's fine. But also I hope, and I don't mean to rain on anybody's parade if you were thinking this is the final four year, this should sober Purdue fans a little bit. It really should. Um, I'm not saying don't be hopeful. If you want to be hopeful, that's the way you're running things. That's good. I, I, I'll never tell somebody not to, not to be optimistic. You should. It's great. It's great to have optimism. I don't have a lot of it right now for the postseason. It's, and it's not. I mean, Purdue's 23 and three. It's it's going to be. A, it's an amazing season if they can put things together and get on a roll to the end of the. If they don't lose from now until, till the Big Ten tournament. They're number one seed, guaranteed. Like, going away, they'll probably be the number one overall seed. If they lose one, they're a one or a two, and then it regresses from there. One or a two seed is still an incredibly good place to be, but I would look, if you're a, if you're a basketball junkie, if you're a college basketball head, there is such a mass of teams with, like, six to nine, six to eight losses. Let's say six to eight, five to eight. So many teams that are really solid – and not a lot of teams kind of like differentiating themselves. And then you have these dangerous teams like, I know Purdue beat, beat up on Duke in the preseason, pre, pre-con. But a team like Duke with length, with tons of talent. When I say tons of talent, Purdue has, or pardon me, Duke probably right now, and I'm not looking at their recruiting, but I bet they have double the McDonald's All-Americans on that team now than Purdue has had in the last 20 years. I bet they have four on that team right now. They may have five. Teams like that are terrifying if you want to be terrified by something. And those teams are like just wallowing down, treading water. And you could play a team like that. Purdue could play a team like that in the second round of the tournament, even at a high seed. So if you want to get the pants scared out of you, if you think about something like that, there are a lot of teams that are really talented, really, really good, really athletic that are in that five to eight loss group. There are not a lot of teams that differentiate themselves. My son and I were looking at the ranks before because we're like, where do they fall? And I said, well, five or six, I said. And he looked at it and he said, no, I don't think so. Because, like, worst case scenario is Texas jumps Purdue and Purdue drops to four. Really. I, 
I don't think I don't think they'll be lower than four or five. Um, gosh darn it! And so that's that's an additional additional piece of pressure for a team that's feeling the heat right now. Our boilmakers are feeling it a little bit. Um, let's see. Uh, good showing by Purdue faithful. Uh, I have people, I have friends that were at in the arena. They said Purdue looked great. The Purdue fans showed up like they always do in Evanston. Um, too bad it didn't end with a victory. Purdue has lost at Northwestern before. The the thing that, like I said, I'm not going to get too deep in this. I, it's uh, it's a tough loss. So, um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, the I would say one thing that Edie has, if you if you're into this thing, which I think you should be, for the Player of the Year hunt, Edie is still in the lead. Uh, that's a solid game, even though Purdue loses. There's a lot of points. If you just like a lot of these media types, they don't get to watch every game. But when you look at the night in night out production, um, he nearly gets a double double. He scores 24 points. I mean, he turned over the ball a lot, but I don't know if it's enough where they're like, oh wow. He really is not uh, not the player we thought he was. I don't think you're going to get any of that. So I think it's still Edie's to lose. Um, but Purdue's the best of the the rest of those guys got to step up. If Purdue's going to have any chance at I, I think I'm not speaking out of turn when I say Purdue should win the Big Ten. Um, they're still two games ahead. Um, they should at minimum at minimum tie for the Big Ten. Uh, in-season title, whatever, regular season title. I really don't care a whole bunch about those, but I do care about how they affect seeding, so that's where I'm standing on this thing. Um, yeah, the uh, somebody's talking about UCLA being a very good team. UCLA's a good team. There's a lot of good teams out there. There are a lot of good teams. And if you, like I said, you want to make yourself crazy, let's go look at some of those teams with five to eight losses and look at the way some of those teams are built. I mean, it's funny. Kentucky, which is still... I'm going long again, almost 30 minutes. Kentucky still has a ton of talent. And people are talking right now, they think they knocked themselves out of being in the tournament. They lost, I think, their 10th game uh, by losing to Georgia, which is a bad Georgia team. Um, That's wild. Just think about that. That's Kentucky, and it's Kentucky with the same Hall of Fame cheating coach they've had and blue chips all over the place. And the player of the year from last year is still on that roster, putting up very similar numbers to what he did last year. And this team might not make the tournament. Wild. Wild. So um, that's about it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Young C12 says, finally caught one of these live. Thanks for being here. Sorry it's after a loss. Um, Appreciate you saying thanks. Uh, we got clobbered today. Now it's perfect time to start a five-game winning streak, finish out the regular season. Word up. So, um, yeah, Tyreek Campbell. I, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your, your name incorrectly, um, but you said uh, Tiger Campbell is UCLA's starting point guard. Purdue made his top three. That's why I bring them up. Tiger Campbell, he's not a big guy, but he's terrifying. It'll be, it would be fun to watch he and Smith play each other because he's like an experienced version of Smith. He's so freaking quick. They're very similar in the way they play the game, um, but he's got a ton of experience. Um, I don't know if it's his fourth or fifth year out of high school. You know, with uh, the way things are now, you never can tell, like I said earlier. Uh, but he's really good. He's really good. And they still got the guy, um, they got the power forward, or uh, yeah, I think he's power forward, or wing, who was on that team that went to the Final Four a couple of years ago. That's a good team. UCLA is a very good team. There's a lot of very good teams, so we're not going to tread on that. Um, like I said, Purdue plays Maryland next at Maryland. Uh, that's uh, that's a tough game. Um, 
And like I said, Purdue better be ready. And if you're not used to watching the court get stormed when Purdue loses, just hope they don't lose again because I think Maryland would storm it if they beat Purdue. Maryland has had a bit of a disappointing season. Let's see. I don't know what their record is right now. Let me look at it real quick. I'm probably going to do something bad here for my – let's see. I'll let you guys know real quick. Maryland is 17-8. and eight. And uh, that's a team that was pretty highly ranked. And a lot of people thought maybe they'd, they'd have a little bit better of a season. They're a very talented team. And they've got very athletic guards. Purdue better be ready. So, um, and our pal Fletch got to drink some Gatorade, get some rest. It's tough. I mean, he's playing against dudes that weigh 30 pounds more than have solid muscle night in, night out. It's tough. Uh, but this is it. This is what it's all about. And this is how you grow up, too. He's going to grow up fast. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, that's all I got. Have a have a great evening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, root for uh, Big George. I don't think there's a Boilermaker on the Eagles this year. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Hammer down.